Hello, and thank you for listening to our D&D podcast. This is a continuation of our interviews. Uh, I am once again, I am Genesis JD. I play Hallandor, and I'm also one of the DMs uh, running the Welcome to Knock campaign. With me today, I have Felon, who, or actually, I guess, um, Ferris Phylum would be the correct name that he goes by. Uh, the creator of Felon, also one of the other DMs. Uh, and we're just going to, once again, this is just a quick interview with our DMs first, and then we're going to go and do our players. But just something to see, get everyone introduced, just in case they they don't know this about these people. So, how's it going today, Ferris? Uh, pretty good. Uh, working on some info for Nithvari. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, you should actually see, Nithvari has drawn out floor plans for her tower. It's great. Nice. Um, so, uh, the first question, uh, how did you first get introduced to tabletop role-playing games? Um, and then how did you get introduced to D&D or did, were they at the same time? Uh, not strictly role-playing. The closest thing to D&D that I first played would have been, I think it's Hero Quest. Um, that was the, that was the hexagons. You painted your own little figures or, um, uh, no, um, Hero Quest was uh, it was a Milton Bradley game. Uh, it you had classes similar to D anD D, and like so, there's like a wizard, a, bar- a barbarian, or a warrior, and it came with like these little map tiles, and then even some like little painted miniature cabinets and stuff. Uh, but it, you did a lot of the same things that you do in D anD D. You had movement, you attack things, you open doors to, and you search for secret rooms. It was a lot of fun. Played about that a bunch with my dad. Oh wow! Awesome. So you this you've been introduced to like tabletop role playing a long time ago then. Yeah, um, it, it was less big on the role playing aspect, but it was still a lot of fun. Oh, that's fair. Um, I mean, I mean, people, lots of people play Skyrim, which is probably yeah, one of the most well known RPGs. There's very little role playing actually going on in that game. Yeah, it's more how quickly can I get over this mountain if I cheese it. Um, yeah. And then, so how did you get introduced to Dungeons and Dragons? Was it in Five E, or were you two, uh, in a previous? Place? I played a little bit in Fourth Edition, um, and the very first one I think I played was actually Pathfinder. Um, there was a little bit of dabbling in high school, but not much. Uh, in college and university, um, me and friends came together to play a little bit of Four uh, E and some Pathfinder. The 4E did not go very well, but that's because we had one DM with a group of, like, 12 people trying to play, and it just took forever. Oh, God, that's, a, that's I, I applaud that DM. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that was impressive. Oh, boy, I think we got through, we tried to do one combat, and we got through, like, two rounds. <laughs> and, of um, co- and, of course, nobody knew what they were doing, so every person's oh, yeah. turn took 20 minutes. Yeah, the, the the DM was the only person who had played D&D at that point. Holy crap, that's impressive. Yeah, um, I'm really happy that that wasn't my first introduction to DMing. Um, but yeah, after that was um, your campaign for 5e. <laughs> well, th- there we go. <clears throat> so I guess I was going to ask, so when, did, when or how did the circumstances come about that you yourself became a DM? Uh, well, after playing with you in 5e, I just wanted to play some more and figured, you know, the simplest way for me to play more D&D would be like, hey, I'm interested in DMing because nobody wants to DM, despite it honestly being one of my 
I really like DMing. It's a lot of fun. Right, exactly. Yeah, no, um, we had a session, our, our last session that went up yesterday, uh, where you introduced your new character, which I am in love with. And now that I read the Basque story, I love even more. Um, but uh, it was a good four-hour session. And like at the end of it, I was like, I am so tired. And Nithvari, who sits beside me, she's like, I could keep going for like four more hours. I was like, that's because oh, no. you're not on all the time, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Uh, no, it was even a- like two hours, need a break. Like, a DM. <laughs> right? Yeah, as a player, I could go for hours and hours, but oh boy. <laughs> um, so, okay, so what do you enjoy the most when playing as a character in D&D? Um, I like, I don't know. See, I, I like getting into somebody else's mindset, someone that's not me. Um, I spend a lot of time in my he- own head, so spending so- some time in somebody else's head is kind of interesting. Oh, that's awesome. So, like, the RP aspect, taking on a whole new character, is something yeah. that you actually enjoy. Oh, yeah. Um, it usually takes me, obviously, like, and I feel like this would be the same for anybody that's trying. It, it's going to take a few sessions to really get into their mindset. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. So, now, the, that's your most, that's kind of the thing that you like. Have you ever done any type of, like, acting in the past whether it be acting with friends or acting in some sort of um community theater has that ever been something that you pursued previously or is this kind of only Uh, a dungeons and dragons thing it's really only a dungeons and dragons thing i think i like the there's a game aspect to it um i also definitely like the improv portions of it um it's probably part of the reason i like being a dm is you basically have to improv everything yeah Um, actually um remembering back there was uh so as ferris said in our uh he i was his dm for their previous campaign and at at the table we had a few very strong uh willed people who kind of led the way and you play like you played your character well and everything like that i'm not saying anything against that but there's a point at which i was like okay you come back to a city that you have been in previously and the way that you in, we improved off of each other. We literally wrote a backstory for your character in that session, and oh, yeah, that, that is bar none one of like probably one of my favorite sessions. Is just that like who who's that? Oh, that's Bob the Guard. And I was like, okay, that's Bob the Guard. Let's let's play from here. <laughs> so well, no, yeah, I mean that's literally improv. It's it's playing off everyone. It's like okay, what they said. I'm just gonna accept that that's the case. Yeah, and, no, and, and roll with it. No, I, I I really really like that, and even like you said, um, there was a quick discussion after your last, the end of your last uh, part one where you DM'd, where we were facing those hags in that cave, and you're like, I didn't want, I didn't expect you to blow up that crystal, but oh no, I, <laughs> I roll it. It's like, wow, my player just did something really cool. I should reward that. <laughs> I mean, now these hags seem a little weak. Um, so let's make one stronger. Yeah, no, I, I thought I, that was, yeah, I really like to see that's, that's awesome. Th- thank you so much. Um, thank you. So if you had to explain to someone what D and D is, and there's probably very few people in this world that don't know what D and D is by this point. Actually, you know what? That's only in my circles. There's probably a lot of people that don't know what D and D is, <laughs> but how would you describe it to someone who has never heard of it? That is a very difficult question to answer. Huh. I know I chose I, I chose well. I would have to say the 
best way I can think of to describe it would be, and I think it goes back to why I like playing D&D, is it's getting to, and why I like reading a lot, is you get to go out and have some fun in a different world where things that can't happen in real life can happen. Uh, I mean, it's just, there's definitely some level of whimsy to it, but it, and it really can be like whatever you want it to be. You can run um, ridiculously silly. Like one of my favorite D&D podcasts is um, Not Another D&D Podcast, which is, it's comedy straight through. Um, oh, that's one of awesome. their very first episodes involves the, um, talking about dragon pussy. Okay. Um, it will turn a bunch of people off. Get past it if you don't like that. It's not all dick jokes, but there's it's definitely there. <laughs> but um, I'm guessing it's a bunch of dudes, so of course there's dick jokes. Oh, well, yes, it's three dudes and one girl. I, I, yeah. I mean, some of the some of the funniest dick jokes I've ever heard have come from many women in my life. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, so that's like one extreme, but then the other extreme, you can run a grim, dark, gritty fantasy. Um, so it all depends on, you can build any kind of story in it. It all just depends on what you and your players want to play. Of course, you and your players really want to be on the same page about that. But <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You don't, you don't want someone that's like, doesn't like gore and everything like that kind of coming into, having me as a DM, if I don't know that they don't like the gore and like the fighting aspect of it, uh, if I didn't know that going in, they would be very grossed out by the way I describe battles, I imagine. So, yeah, it's absolutely something. Um, there's actually something that was introduced to me uh, a while, or actually just a little while ago, called Lines and Veils. And I'm, I, I think I we we kind of already covered it in our session zero, like what, where do we pan away, where that type of thing. And there's some hard lines that I always draw, and I know... In some worlds, those lines, like, how do I describe this? For people that read, um, uh, what is it? The Song of Fire and Ice or uh, whatever. What's that dude's yep. name? George R. R. Martin. Thank you, George R. R. Martin. He's like, I don't understand why we don't, why don't, why we can describe a, uh, an axe splitting a skull or rape. And I was like, oh, that's a big difference, man. Like, no one has ever survived yeah. an axe to the head. Yeah. <laughs> But no, yeah. uh, like it lines and veils and things like that. No, I thank you. That's that would seem like a great answer to me. Now, my final question, and this is a question mostly just for my DMs, but well, actually, you can answer both sides of the question. How do you go about creating your own homebrews? So everything that we have faced, as far as I know, is um, from either uh, Vita side or yourself or, or myself, is homebrewed in a sense. How do you go about creating those homebrews, and how do you go about creating characters? Um, so for homebrewing content, I mean, it just starts from an idea. Like, take the, the hag encounter. Um, I honestly just kind of wanted to put a house there. A big, scary house. Uh, I don't think it came off as scary as I wanted, but that's okay. It was a... That's the first time I've tried to run something like that, so... Learning process there. I don't know, but when, when the wanted... walls started talking and moving in, and something told me to play pool, I, there was an element of fear in me. <laughs> Okay, then I did better than I thought. That's awesome to hear. Uh, yeah, no, so it just started from, okay, there's some hags at this estate. Why are they there? Um, and then from there, it just sort of spitballed. 
Okay, well, clearly there's some sort of magic here. Otherwise, this hag coven wouldn't have just decided to sit down here. Um, at which point I thought, okay, well, what if there were was something else here? Um, clearly, the hags aren't going to build this house. They're just that, That's just not something they do. Yeah. Uh, at least in my head, that's not something they do. So clearly somebody else used to live here and they took it over. Okay, so why would they have taken it over? And it just sort of... It rolls from there. No, that's fair. Like, and even just from that kind of simple idea of building, like, I can already see the improv part of that. Of that, yes, and okay, there are hags here. They didn't build it. Okay, so they would have had to taken it from someone. But it's still a magical house. So there's just that element of building upon your previous ideas, which is uh, great. Because for me, I, I get an idea, I write it down, and then I throw it away because I'm like, oh, that's stupid. I don't build upon it, and it's something I'm working on because. Uh, with this particular campaign, I can't really throw stuff away because there's so much, so many players and so much stuff that could happen that I'm actually just kind of trying to keep everything just as a just in case. Um, and then from there, oh, sorry, I was just wanted to add one thing. More yeah, go thing ahead. Any time, like if I add something that seems, ex that if there's something in there that seems extraneous, then, well, you should probably add something there. Like, so like, once I started from the hags in the house, I grabbed the map for that I wanted to use for the house, and then it's like, well, I've got all these extra rooms, so there should be something in each of these rooms. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and then I noticed, oh, there's a whole bunch of toilets. Well, let's make the toilets talk. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> so it's just, it, it's sort of, for me, it's very freeform. It's just, there's still something there that... It came there from reason X or Y, or it just happened to be there. It, it, it doesn't need to mean something, but you might as well throw something in there. Yeah, no, I, I, I love that. Um, so now you've created, um, well, at least three characters. I know you, um, your previous uh, Rogue, I think it was, in our yep. first campaign. And now you, you created Felon, and he has now become an NPC, which I love, because I, I love that the progression you saw for that character. And now you've created Jan. How do you go about creating your characters? Because they all have rich backgrounds that I love to read. Uh, a lot of it is follows from the how I um, build the homebrew as well, um, often starting from somewhere. So, like, for Felon, Felon started from, I want to build a sleazy lawyer <laughs> um and then i just sort of figure okay well if he's a sleazy lawyer what is he most likely to be as a character in dnd well he's probably intelligent well that means he's that, that puts his best he's probably a wizard yep um zuzu i don't actually know where zuzu came from though <laughs> i mean that's fair i mean i um, I, I love zuzu but yeah, so, so it just sort of rolled from there. Um, my rogue was the one that I probably put the least amount of thought into, and that's mostly because I hadn't played D&D in a while, and I just sort of wanted to play, and I was like, hey, rogue seems like an easy thing to play. Let's play a rogue. I don't want to play, like, a completely kleptomaniac rogue, because that's just... That, that's too normal. He was still a bit of a kleptomaniac, because <laughs> he's still a rogue. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. It's not like a grim, dark, evil, oh, I'm so dark sort of a happy-go-lucky, I steal stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I steal stuff, and now I'm your bankroller, so back off. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. Well, uh, you know what? Uh, I, I want to thank you so much for uh, coming and doing this quick interview with me. I know that you're working on stuff, and you have, you're busy 
IRL with all the things that keep us all busy IRL. Yeah. Um, Thank you for starting this uh, West Marches campaign. That is, uh, this is a bit, it's a big thank you to uh, Vitaside. He's, um, uh, as my previous D&D campaign uh, was fun. That was a great time. Uh, I loved all of my players. I loved the, the area. But unfortunately, um, there <laughs> there was a lot of strain there due to time constraints. And uh, and then, unfortunately, I, after my father passed away, and then I came back and I ran a... <laughs> after one of the darkest episodes in that game, I came back and ran something else, and I just didn't have the spirit to keep yeah, play, no worries, playing happens. in that world um and so i, I took a, a pretty long re- i don't forget how long it's been actually since i we did that but finally vita said it was like hey let's play D and i was like uh maybe and then he and i kind of like started spitballing and then i heard i either i thought i heard from someone that you used to dm or you were dming as well so i was like you know what for three dms we can probably get this done so oh, yeah i uh, i really like this west marches it means that we can People can play each week, and it doesn't have to be the same DM each week. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's also I'm finding even for like the people in my household who are always down to play, they're just like literally anytime they're like we playing. Uh, Lady Jen will sit beside me. She's like, "We playing D and D tonight." I'm like, "We played it last night." She's like, "But are we playing D and D tonight?" And so it's uh, <laughs> nice. it's yeah, it's great that I have people that are are willing to play. I am absolutely infatuated the idea that we have two other dms that i can bounce ideas off of and we're kind of fleshing out this world as it goes and that's that's a actually a very fun part of it as well <laughs> um so thanks so much for listening guys this was welcome to knock this is once again will be a season two um thing it'll be interspersed with our other content but these are just little interviews the next one will most likely be lady jen aka nidvari and a character you guys haven't met yet but i'm excited for her to uh show up and um, after that, we'll probably Noxious Grim because he's back in our hemisphere nice. again. So he uh, me a perception check. Yes, he he does owe you a perception check. I am going. I actually should. Uh, uh, he's already asleep. But I'll uh, I'll Facebook message oh, is he him. Already tomorrow. back? No, he's like he's asleep oh, up he's north. Okay. Yeah, he's, okay. He he comes back tomorrow <laughs> yeah, I, I at nine thirty or something like that. Yeah, I didn't actually expect to get one until he came back. <laughs> right. Well, he's like I I don't even have Discord on my phone. I was like, well, you better. Um. Anyways. <laughs> Like I said before, thank you so much for listening, everyone, and uh, we'll catch you all next time. Bye.